for our third installment of the X-Week podcast with X-Men Apocalypse. We had a lot to say uh, with both good stuff about the movie, bad stuff about the movie, um, our own opinions about X-Men in general. Hopefully we'll find a good breaking point just to make this a little easier to listen to, but here we go, X-Men Apocalypse. Alright, so I fucked up. Uh, no, 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 we fucked up. It's a thing that happened. We lost the last one. Okay, Kenny fucked up. I'm blaming him now. Um, so And recorded over the last literally two hours of this <laughs> this podcast about Apocalypse. So... Uh, Which would have been a day after the opening night, probably. Right. I could have up- I went to upload it that night, or the next day, I guess. We recorded it Friday, yeah. And we would have had it up right no, we away. Didn't. We recorded it Saturday, but we would have been. But I'm saying it would have been the weekend, right? And then our schedule didn't line up anymore. Once we realized I don't have the thing, and we were also kind of just like defeated. <laughs> yeah, it sucked. But I wanted to. I kind of had the idea, like I'll try to redo it and just imitate you because you and I weren't around each other. Oh, yeah, I agree, Kenny. And, like, you also do, like, the ventriloquist. Yeah, I'll, I'll get a sock and make, like, little butt buttons. And then come in. <laughs> yeah, then after that, I'll be ready. <laughs> so, we're going to just jump in. Yeah, so, I I just want to apologize because, obviously, you don't know nothing to compare it to, but hopefully this isn't going to be just, like, way faster because we don't want to go through the whole thing again. <laughs> but, Apocalypse, here we go. No, okay. Here we and... go. Uh, all right, so 10 years after Days of Future Past, and, uh, we start off with Apocalypse, of course. The cult, we see, like, that he's got his following. The, the beginning of the movie, the setup of the, of the premise of this movie is a lot of setups. It's yeah. three, it's setting up three different things. It's a, it, it's almost too and much, it, but. It's, instead of cutting back and forth, leaving you confused, it goes on long enough, so you'll get a 10 minute scene of, what is it, around 3000 B.C.? Yeah. To, to be fair, though, I it's a lot to set up. I think the setups pay off. There's a lot of other... They, no, a, they, they make sense. There's a sure. lot of other issues I have with it, but the setups that take almost, you know, almost half the movie, I think kind of do yeah. work. It's just 40, it's just 40 minutes or so of, of introductions and setup, but it, it does pay off to a degree, but I'm going to just say this thing that's like I think this movie feels like a team up movie where two different casts like two ensembles came together only instead of instead of having those other movies to go to where there's like this team this movie's just about this team of people and this movie's just about this team of people and now they're teaming up this movie's just like, oh, well, we'll just give them each, like, 15-minute intros. Yeah, they they really, they try to do a little blurb about everybody. Yeah, and it came off like they were biting off a lot. Like, they bit off more than they could chew yeah. almost. But it does, once you get past that, that, it does start to flow. Just it takes a while to start flowing. But yeah, go ahead, you, you were setting it up. <clears throat> right, well, so Apocalypse gets, like, like I think crumbled in the pyramid or something. Something happens where he gets stuck. He's, he in, he's not like harmed, right? But, but he, he, he goes yeah. into like a this version of cryo sleep, <laughs> and uh, so he wakes up like in modern times, the eighties, and five thousand years later, and he thinks, "Oh, well, I'm the big shit, so clearly like everything should be golden." Oh, he's woken up by like a cult of apocalypse, right? And uh, but like 
No, they don't. They don't care. No one cares, other than it's like twenty people that shows with tattoos. Because he fancied himself a god, and for good reason. At the time, like he was we the get first the image, they were like worshiping him, and there was like it's a big ceremony to do this body transfer, which is what he did right before he got trapped. He transferred into a body. What we'll later find out is he transfers into a different mutant's body so that he can have their powers as well as all of his own. His way of staying immortal is to just transfer his consciousness, and then each time he transfers over. He gains the new power, and then essentially is just like collecting powers and collecting lives, which is kind of a cool way to explain it. I, I think it's a good way to give. It's a good way to say uh, not just that he has every power. Right, but, he's super badass, yeah. and he's definitely better than most mutants. But it's not that he's god mode from the start, and I no, think that's kind yeah. of a cool way because um, we've mentioned before that the the movie versions the movie versions of all these comic heroes definitely have to nerf stuff. Um, it would be almost silly if they try to portray the full comic power potential in these movies for the average moviegoer. I think they would just go like, that's just dumb. Well, scaling is a thing. It's scope. How wide is the scope? Or how, how, how high are the stakes? Is, it, is the universe going to end? Or is, is this family getting tortured? Like, yeah. what level do you want to do it at? And they need, they need to pick one where... And this one still goes a little too high for me. But it's like disaster movie all the way down to like a thriller that's like a personal event. <laughs> is it the aliens attack New York or is this like Maddie Murdock fighting a street thug? I was going to say, is it the <laughs> aliens attack of the Earth or is it an alien on your ship of five people? You know what I mean? So, yeah. And, and this movie's more towards Earth, but, you know. Yeah, we'll it, talk about it. It's more big scale, though. And so, yeah, that's a good way to have a, a overpowered mutant without him being like, I just am everything great all the time. And uh, he, so he wakes up in, like, Africa, you know, Egypt or whatever, and he, we see a little quick intro of Storm. She's like a street rat kind of she's Aladdin. A and uh, he notices that she's obviously a mutant, and then he goes up to her, um, learns English by touching a TV... Yeah. And then says, like, hey, uh, come with me. And then he, from there, it sets up him picking up his little horseman. So I want to go over just vague stuff. Like, when his scene of, now he's modern times, but where he is is not skyscrapers. It's right. still, like... Uh, Shanty towns. Yeah, it still looks like that. And, and so he's kind of walking around and observing everything. When he sees her, the scene's cool with Storm. Her introduction gives her, like... Like, I was comparing it to The Wire before. It feels like she's, like, this, like, taking care of the other hoodlums and stuff. Um, and her introduction seems cool. And he, the way he meets her and the first thing he does when he talks to her, it's all awesome. It's amazing. I loved it. I was like, this movie it has me right now. But there are other scenes in this beginning that don't. So his, we, like, multi-kill? Like multi like, no, it's... Yeah, that is awesome, dude. It's so good. Because he does it disdainfully, almost. Like, yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, that's but, when we first see that he's like... Oh, he's not like... It's not like someone... It's not the first time we see Jean in X1 where she, it shows her really struggling to pick up that syringe. Yeah. This is just like... He's like... He kind of... It almost looks like he rolls his if eyes. He, if he snapped like his fingers and it happened, that would be too much focus and exertion. Right. <laughs> he just made that happen. That's the end of how he did it. But what what other happen, Other things that happened in the beginning between those two scenes we just talked about, him going to sleep and him waking up, there's like 30 minutes between that of... Of set up in different areas, and uh, only one of them do I dislike a lot. I would like to go over that one, and it's the the fight in the the cage fight. 
and it is a carnival announcer, and uh, that's so, where we meet our our angel for the movie and our nightcrawler. It was and like Mystique. it was a harken back to X One with Wolvie's cage scene. But it also, but the jokiness reminded me of Spider-Man one, the Raimi version yeah. of like Bruce Campbell introducing him and just like go out there and like That's fight a human spider, yeah, <laughs> and yeah against Bone Samacraw or yeah. whatever. <laughs> so like uh, it was yeah it was like a jokey cage fight, like it, seemingly it was, jokey, it was, but like, there was a couple laughing moments, but they're definitely kept prisoner. Right, it's evident that they can't escape without fighting. You have to fight. Oh, and there was a cameo like, mutant, right? It was a uh, Blob, Blob, maybe. Yeah, he gets knocked out, and now, you just see his gut. Isn't Blob also the one who, before he was Blob, he boxed against uh, Murdoch, or is that a different person? Probably. I know. Even in like the X Men Origins Wolverine movie, we do eventually see him in a boxing him, ring. Yeah, right? he fights. Like so, we like, there's I think like, he lots of battled, shots to him. Battling Jack or something like that. But anyway, I, I do like Blob. I think for a guy that who seemingly doesn't have that cool of a power. I kind of always like. I really do like him. Yeah, I related with him on a personal level. Because <laughs> uh, so, you're a boxer, right? <laughs> yeah, because I wear boxers. Because uh, so anyway, there's that little camera. But they're fighting as prisoners, but it's played up as hokey. And the color is very colorful. Scene is like I don't know what's going on. And the, the language is what like where are they? Russia, Berlin. Uh, it's East Germany, so kind of Russian. Kind Ger- of Russian Germany area. Yeah. Hey, I was pretty close. Well, yeah, it's because of the. Blue. War and shit, but it's yeah, it's young Angel and young Nightcrawler, and Nightcrawler's definitely played up as like the I don't want to be here. What's going on? Yeah, tries to teleport out. He doesn't want to fight at all. They have anti teleportation electric field fence, which will come back actually. And Angel is like, look, please fight, or they'll kill both of us. And then also really does try to fight. Like yeah, other than that one line, he's not pulling his punches. He's going. And he's got like, and he seemingly murdered the last guy. So <laughs> he's in this thing, and up until that line, you get the feeling he's part of this team. Like, hey, bring me some more punks, and I'll fucking murder them for your fans. And then this like, one line is me. like, oh, even he's like a, a kind of somewhat of a prisoner here. But then uh, Mystique shows up, and we get her introduction, and she's like, uh, not blue at all, and that becomes a theme that she doesn't want to be blue for the first half of the movie or whatever, and so. With uh, Jennifer Lawrence being more and more important, I still hate her as much, but in this movie, her storyline starts to impress me a little more as it goes. Yeah. I think I liked her more as the three went, these three movies. <clears throat> She's, we, we, I, find, I mean, three movies, I mean first class. Right, right. Which, the reset, yeah. We do find out that Xavier's finally got his school up and running. Um, and we see it like floor, it's got a that's it's the other like, setup. Yeah, it's a ton of students. It's a ton of teachers. It's a ton of whatever. And these scenes are but great. we see that Mystique, or Raven, or whatever her name wants to be, is out here kind of like saving mutants, not not being involved with the school, but also not being involved with the brother. She's just kind of like freelancing, saving people. So like that's her showing up to save Nightcrawler <clears throat> from that fighting situation was definitely like, um, and you kind of harkened it back to. Uh, she saves people. She's kind of she kind of has that theme in each of these movies. In these three, yeah. Where she is like a maybe like a tortured soul who maybe like just kinda... in, maybe just in Days of Future Past and this one actually. I don't right, know I think yeah, because she's kind of played off as like the, young, the first class. She's very girl. annoying, but like but she, she's a woman. She's got this theme of like um, shit sucks for us, so we stick I, I can do it not little... as like a team right, necessarily, but, but I can help you from like dealing with the the 
tragedy that is humans dealing with us. Right. And um, so she's doing that. She's being like a freelance security yeah. dude. And Chuck is over here on the other side with Hank and everyone running the school. And like, it's the school. It's the school that we see in the first three movies. It's up and running. But and it's and it's fun. And I think yeah. actually because this is where we meet Scott and uh, and Alex Summers. And among Jean Grey and others, um, little mini cameos and some cameos so big they're just a role that doesn't get talked about. And, and anyway, uh, <laughs> Alex brings Scott. After I just he realized has his, like puberty of powers, which was a fun scene also. So it, well, not it was angsty, but it was still humorous because like it's high school, like everything's kind of more. It's okay that this is colorful to me. So I think I just realized why that fight scene with Angel and Nightcrawler is so uh, inspiring and yeah. like I couldn't figure out what really was I supposed to feel this? sad for them or was I supposed to be laughing or both and I didn't get it and I think because the school has a lot of fun moments the worst you know uh, Cyclops tries to show him the powers and takes down the favorite tree that old like gag was fun it was funny yeah and then on the other side you have the doom and gloom we're gonna get to which is Magneto's thing which is like not always not necessarily starting gloomy but it's like nothing light about it at all it's right. very heavy because classic so Magneto. I think the battle with <clears throat> Nightcrawler and Angel was supposed to be the middle ground it's supposed to be both and I think it it was it didn't neither that, yeah you know what I mean like I didn't feel anything and this movie's uh, almost like an anthology of scenes in the, in the first half. Yeah, it really... It's like a bunch of it, different... It almost... It, I almost got worried, to be honest. I, I was, was very worried. I was like, okay, we've seen Apocalypse Old. We've seen Apocalypse New. We've seen the school. We've seen this fight. We eventually see Magneto. Then we see Apocalypse... And I'm just like... This is... It's cool seeing each of these things. But this is like a Netflix show. But it's... Yeah, it's yeah. bouncing around. And it, it could be good like that, too. But it's not... It, I'm like, there's. This is a movie. This, yeah, this could be. This we could don't have, have been, ten hour long episodes to do this. This could have been two really solid films. Yeah, um, a good setup film and a good uh, follow up film with um, obviously the fight scene and a few other things. But like, it, yeah, it just feels like too much. And I don't know if there was like a weird scope thing with Brian Singer, or if they just if it's like a push from the studio to do bigger, better, whatever. I, I think it's everything. But I think like, it's a pressure of a, making that big blockbuster hit where buildings fall down. And, and I don't And it's it. it's really it's kind of unfortunate. But it is that, for some people love that. So no, it, sure, yeah, it's, yeah. It's cool that they have this scope or a range, I should say. There's a, there's like a spectrum of With like each of these three movies. Yeah, now, it's just that this one is the least for me. It that's all it is. The thing that really sucks for this movie um, IRL away from in universe thing is that. February was Batman vs Superman. March was Civil War, and now May we have this. And like, yeah, they're all unrelated and whatever. But there's gonna be comparisons. When Civil War came out, that close to BVS, everybody That's all was Batman vs Superman. Was every, yeah, everybody was shit like, on harder than oh it really? Been. It's called Batman vs Superman, and the movie sucks. And it's right, it's right before Civil War. And Marvel at a time where seemingly Marvel can do no wrong. And they've got the Russo brothers, and they're just nailing it. When a soldier, not Civil War, it's only making me super happy for Infinity Wars. But like, yeah, they had a lot. Zack Snyder and whoever else worked on BVS really had their work cut out for them, putting their movie that like is touting as the hero against hero movie that close to Civil War. This one <clears throat> wasn't really a hero versus hero movie, 
but it's a comic book movie, and it wasn't later in the year. It's still you're coming off the high of Civil War, and, and it is a like, big cast with with Dawn of Justice, and then with uh, Avengers two point five, and then we have X Men Apocalypse. Where yeah. there's four horsemen on this side. There's gathering the team. There's the school. There's this group of people. There's there's all these political views, and there's a huge number of main characters. So like it uh, it, it's, it has to get compared. Yeah, it's 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 not to say that they don't want it to be. And and people can say like, well, Batman vs Superman was closer to Civil War than this one is either of those. But yeah, people are still gonna lump these all together. This was of really close to unfortunate Civil War. It was timing. Like one month. Yeah, and, and uh, uh, but I, it's 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 hard to say like, would you like Apocalypse? It's like yeah, what a pretty well, it wasn't like Civil War. It's like, nah, but it wasn't trying to be Civil yeah, War. Yeah, like, that's I don't. That's not the know there for me because the movie exists. Infinitely longer outside of the box office, you know what I mean. Right, so to right, me, right. I, I'm not. I don't have a problem doing that. So to me, this X Men movie is not part of the this year's theme of superhero movies. This is uh, the eighth movie or whatever of this a 16 year long franchise yeah. that I've been loving and hating the whole time. And so for me, when, we, when we're watching these, my uh, any critique I have is not in comparison to a Marvel movie because like I, it's been longer than the Marvel Cinematic Universe by sure. like seven years or eight years. Yeah, and so I'm okay with it. But at the same time, you want them to the, the comparison I draw is oh, this is what happens when you don't set up all your movies that well. Yeah, this Which is what happens the biggest when complaint from if you don't Superman. if you watch Civil War without watching. Any other movies? If you watch some here and there, you have more, and you don't need as much. Fed you TV. may know the characters at least a little, right? Bit. So, the movie's still great, but I think it would hurt if you if it's your first one into the world. BVS, they I, they should have not done. Do not do Batman vs Superman and Dawn of Justice as one movie. Do that as two separate movies. That's what I think, and also make it good. But with this one. It's like, I did feel like it needed to be separate movies. And it's, I get they're doing the 10 years thing, so the setup, but then you have right. to feed us these 45 minutes. That, that's what I was going to say. Magneto is, is my favorite ex- character in that, this is not his first one. He's been in all of them. Oh, well, save for like the Wolverine one. Um, I, he's my favorite as both actors, and we get his intro. But and yeah, that's I don't, the thing. I don't love it, and it's great. If on its own, it is great. But you go, well, we kind of saw this already. We've seen variations of this. We don't need this. Yeah, it doesn't first, need to be in the movie. He's uh, he's a Jew struggling in Poland by the Nazis, and then he works his way up, and then ultimately, humanity doesn't like him, so he goes back to what he thinks. Then he's in prison, and we break him out. That's his struggle. And then he tries to do an okay thing, but he gets mad, and so he goes against humanity. Uh, because that's what happens, and in this one, we <laughs> see, see him. We see him trying <laughs> to live the normal life, the regular human life. He's got a wife and daughter, and he works at a, some kind of mill or factory or whatever. There's lava or something. Where he's molten lead. I don't know what it is. Not Eric Lencher. He's just trying to do he's his a own guy quiet with life. A Polish name that I'm not going to guess. And uh, again, it's so good. But it's you're like, why? We don't need this. We need give me setup for Psylocke. Give me setup for Storm. Put more into that Storm character. But even, no, even if no. We, even Magneto if, gets a whole other movie. Even if Magneto is living the quiet life, they could have played that off really cool because we know that shit hit the fan at the end of days with like him attempting to kill the president and then not and then it all being televised. Yeah, that 
we move forward from that. You can that. do a lot with that. And then, uh, but show us where he's at. Either he's in prison or he's not in prison or whatever. And then we go, oh, okay, that should happen. And I was doing this. And let's get to fucking moving. Because we know his story. We know his strife with humanity. We know all this shit. He has plenty of motivation to hurt and help humanity at this point. Yeah. You can take the character wherever you want, but you don't need to rewrite the motivation It's in been this a ten-year gap where... But, yeah, in the universe. just let us know... Yeah, yeah in the universe where... Just let us know what the deal is, and then we're forced we're to go, like, okay, now. that's what happened. Now, we don't go... We get it as if he's hmm, a brand new character. I don't believe it. Tell me, explain everything to me. We and get then, it like he's never existed before this movie. Like, they, like he's the new introduced uh, character, introduced character. And the scenes that he has, it, it's establishing everything he is, the status quo. Okay, we got it. Then establishes he's a mutant who kind of wants to do good. He tra- he saves a guy in front of people, and by like reaction, it, it's just yeah. Like, and he then just has to and help. he's scared that people will find out. So we know he's undercover as that thing. And then we see him back his family. Hey, we gotta go. They, I think they you know the words out that I'm this guy who can do these things, and they don't. That's not friendly. And then they they you know the amazing scene happens again. I think it's great, and it's so great the the meaning in it, and. Uh, uh, that I'm trying to skip over. Meanwhile, that whole time in movie is just as long as Apocalypse meeting Psylocke, jumping from Psylocke already with Storm to Angel, and then Angel, and then from Angel they move to Magneto, and that's and where then, the stories converge. And finally, then they go, two. yeah. Once they know that Magneto talks to Eric in his mind, and he loves that. They go to the school to pick up to essentially kidnap Charles. But but that the, all that, the juice of Magneto's intro was as long I, as it's a full movie. There's yeah. the, there's everything every step you need to make a full movie out. It was of. a solid like mini mini film or whatever. And it hits all the acts that it would need to hit all the beats, and it even has its own set of action scenes and drama built into it. That would have been then, that would have been a perfect in between movie right. mini film. Hey, but we guess what? And there I are like that. seven characters in this movie that could have used some of that screen time yeah. to, for us to understand them. And new ones. Not new ones yet. we've never seen before. I've been waiting to see Storm as not Halle Berry. I've been waiting to see uh, Psylocke in a movie that's not just a silent character that people on Reddit will say was Psylocke, you know? Yeah. I've been waiting to see these characters, and we get a little bit with Storm and zero with Psylocke. Almost zero. We get none of their personal views, really. We just we see the little bit that Storm looks up to Mystique because that time she was on TV seemingly saving young, people. Yeah. There's, a, there's the reoccurring theme that not only is Mystique saving people... And not like publicized. She's just no, she's doing trying it. to stay low. <clears throat> that all her this whole like era of young mutants, which also includes in Africa, Storm, but also in the states, like a young Jean, going like you're our hero because you showed us that it's okay to be like a crazy, you know, weirdo or freak or whatever, and uh, we can like save people. We can do things, and uh, so there's that whole theme to the point where uh, one little thing. Jean is young. She uses her powers on on the other students at the school just willy-nilly. Oh, your name's Scott. Oh, you're not much. Whatever. Like, she kind of, like, does it. She pries in their head a little bit. With... When she does meet Mystique and they're together, she doesn't just read her mind. She goes, were you scared when this happened? She's, like, all of a sudden looking up to someone. And it's it's a a respectful thing. And that's when I realized that Mystique's character... Is very vital and more more than just Jennifer Lawrence, and it made me realize like it was a really good scene because it made me go like oh she's respecting her she really looks up to her, 
and it's showing me. It's not saying it. Storm having a little poster up with like a Syrian language on it or whatever that was. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Uh, to the folks uh, who had to make that poster, the font is terrible. <laughs> she so that's cool that they did that, but right. this scene doesn't is not so straightforward and literal. We just get the and whether the dialogue it's a, and whether the it's out of respect or she kind of like she forgets that she's like a psychic for a moment, it's and, any, and yeah. that goes back. Any one of those things it's is infinitely cooler than yeah. <laughs> than saying you know just outright that. Shoving their our throat to the audience that like, but I look the, up to her. She's yeah, my and hero. Mystique, the reluctant hero, going like, kind of like, nah, like don't, nah, don't I'm do not that. Not that kind of. I'm yeah, not that. Please don't. I've done bad things. Like, yeah, like don't do that to me, please. Yeah. And it makes um, her a very well written character. But it's really actually. cool. But the cool thing about the school up and running is that we see Hank and Charles at the school, and because their story involves a school, they get to do the introduction. We get a we get an introduction of young Scott. And then he's out of school, and then we eventually see um, young Gene and what's apparently Jubilee and a few other things. But, like, we get to see Charles and Hank, and we don't go, oh, I wonder what they've been up to for 10 years. No, we know they're fucking running the school, and it's awesome. And yeah. we just, we're done. We and don't made go, a lot of progress. We don't go, like, like, hmm, I wonder what Charles has been doing, everything personally that's not having to do with the school, and, like, I wish they'd show it to me in a, like, 40-minute, like, month. Didn't no, his no. jacket-shirt combo, the way his sleeves rolled up, look like he was going to go do stand-up? <laughs> yeah. I kind of thought he was going to go do stand-up He rolled comedy. up, and then, like, and got out of his chair, and I was like, you know what, I just... Yeah, and he can't actually walk, but, like, he can do that. I like that the scene where he see and he teaches. That's, like, we see that he's teaching. The first scene we see him in, he's just constantly spinning his chair in the circular room, and I just thought, just move all the kids to one side of the room, like... You're just gonna spin infinitely while class is going on. Like. Yeah, the the round table like <laughs> that doesn't work like, in a teaching setting. I'm playing the round and like, no, just <laughs> maybe just put everyone on one side. But so that's cool and um, and like we said, eventually uh, Apocalypse is going on picking up his horsemen. He gets everyone. Magneto's last. Um, and he feels his power, and uh, when Magneto is like nine about that, like I don't want to do that, and like I just, I just need to get out of this place, and you're not going to stop me from doing all this shit. Um, Another fantastic scene. But Apocalypse doesn't go like one way or the other. We've already seen him kind of like be a like a lightning rod for everyone's powers. He can amplify everyone's powers, which is a really cool thing. Yeah, um, when he when he picks up Angel, he definitely like gives him like metal wings. And yeah, we see the transformation of Archangel like just infinitely yeah, quicker in front than of our faces. And it's kind of it's a little sad because it's it's a cool scene and a cool setup, but it was just too fast and it kind of just makes it feel like underplayed but I like that it was a transformation right and it was just it was the like movie's, a werewolf transformation the movie, the, that clip was too short in this movie to where you kind of go like yeah that was kind of cool I guess but it, I thought it was cool that yeah you're right it should have been like maybe drug a little more out but it was like a he was in pain while it was happening and yeah. then he has the power and now he's gone with emotion and that's a cool that it, it, whether you know that Archangel, 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 Archangel storyline, or you don't, it's still cool that it's not. It wasn't like oh, this great power like everyone else. Yeah. It was like oh fuck, just, this sucks a lot. Yeah, and then he just fixed him, and like, now he's just silent. Yeah, now he's cool. I think he doesn't say anything else really. But like with yeah, I, I literally don't think he has a word in the movie. But like um, other than the beginning, but Magneto again gets the most screen time because of whatever choice they do. But Apocalypse is that really badass scene where he's like, you don't even know, like, 
almost like saying, I don't even need to extend your power. You don't know what you have. And then Bro, slowly, so slowly does the... Where Magneto's just really, like, emotional right now because of everything that happens. Apocalypse does, like, the... I'm going to teach you how to play pool <laughs> standing behind her or whatever. But yeah, he, yeah, like, yeah. he grabs his it's hand. It's on the hips. He grabs yeah. her hand, his hand, <laughs> and they slowly just move to the ground. And uh, and he says, just feel the earth. Like, there's metal everywhere that maybe either you don't know or whatever the case is. But, like, feel the earth and feel your power. And it kind of... It, Everywhere else, when he meets the other three, he kind of does have the, I'm giving you this thing. Storm literally has like a crazy like, and then her hair turns white. Psylocke, she like makes her A little positive pinker. acknowledgement. That but like something's strange. changing. But yeah, this time Angel it's very... Angel was painful, it's, and this it's, one was... Yeah, like slow and dramatic, and like, maybe not boosting him, but like letting him, and maybe also boosting him, but like... Making Eric acknowledge that he's way more powerful than maybe he gives himself credit for. I like that it, it was almost like a in a weird way the same scene in um, where he moves the satellite and the big giant satellite dish in first in, class uh, first class training montage and it's very emotional. It's not like the rest of them where run faster, let yourself go. No, it's it's like these memories and like a tear comes down both their eyes to get him and Charles. Well, because it's the whole thing like uh, it's, it's, that it's Sebastian can't... says at the beginning, like oh we use your, we, we use like anger to make your power. And then he tells um, Charles, it only happens through anger. And he goes, no, we don't need that. And so it's Charles... It's between serenity yeah, and... Yeah, Charles pulls out, like, good memories from his mind and makes them kind of both cry. And that's what helps him move the satellite. So he sees that it's emotion, but it can kind of be one way or the other. Now he's just suffered some shit and Apocalypse... Like you said, it's kind of hard to tell whether he really does boost it or Which not. Which is fine at this point. Right, yeah. but, he, but he's in an emotional state... And now he gets this, like, surge from the planet itself and goes, like, look how much more you're missing out. It's not big metal things that you can see, but everything in the ground is also metal and you can kind of do the other shit. And it's this really cool, and he kind of, like, that's where he snaps into, to like, Magneto as opposed to Eric. And he goes, like, all right, let's fucking do this. Because we've seen three times now that he's mad at humanity, he's mad at people, he's mad at this because of these losses, the thing where this movie failed to do was just move on. We know that he has that issue. Yeah, so we would we have been that... fine with it because when... And it, it, like I said, it was great, but it was a mini movie. Make that on the DVD. You know what I mean? Cut that. For sure, that, cut that's that. The I know you cut love those scenes you made. Instead of the rogue cut. Yeah. <laughs> I know you love those scenes you filmed, but you should be in the editing room going, oh, okay, we're gonna, this is just going to go on the DVD. It's going to be great, but like it doesn't... The movie is more important than how great your one scene is. And this, or five scenes. Um, this scene, though, happens in Auschwitz. And that's important because uh, it gives us the built in. We see the little tattoo, the serial number on his arm, the same way we saw it in, other, in the, the older movies. And so this movie, in that alone, gives you that he's had this life of struggle. Yeah. The fact that Apocalypse teleports him, because he can teleport, I don't know, <laughs> that's fine. Uh, one of his powers is teleport. He teleports the gang to Auschwitz, which is now barren. <laughs> but it's where he lost his parents, where Magneto lost his parents. Whether you know that from the other movies, or if you don't know anything about it, you come into Apocalypse and he goes, let me show you your true power. Takes him to Auschwitz. And he's got the and number. And he has the number. You, you already build in together, that he's yeah. dealt with terrible, terrible things. You don't things. need to set up laws in this movie. Right. Other so, than, yeah. It's... There was a lot of ways to portray that without the extra 20 minutes. 
Well, we just said about the whole Gene thing and how she treats Mystique was five minutes, and we get so and much. We totally on that. got it, nailed it. This was a lot, and like whatever, we've definitely we've we've hit that on the head. But like, it it it's one of those things where either just cut it completely and make the movie um, thinner. It'll flow better. Or it, or give that use time that, yeah, to use yeah. that same, like the Angel's both in the whole thing. movie. I don't know what he's about. I don't know any of his opinions. <laughs> Psylocke barely. I know that she's heard of Angel. Whenever, whenever you know I mean? Angel gets his metal wings and like you know face tattoos, I kind of go like I don't know if he wants to fight with Apocalypse now because he wants to. Or he feels indebted that now he's got better wings and like he doesn't say anything. Both he of those things, know, yeah. it's kind of like I don't know. And I guess if you know comics, Arch- Archangel is uh, you know he's shut down. He's not an emotional. He's not the same guy. But we didn't get that guy originally, yeah. so he's kind of. And I'm okay with it. Like whatever. So not all these characters can have the spotlight, but it's weird to give extra backstory. We're really beating this dead horse, but I, I it's such a big deal because. The movie flows kind of terribly, and it's a great. It's got so many great scenes, and it's got just enough little weird bad things that keep it from being an overall great movie to me. Um, so, but now uh, Apocalypse has his horsemen, uh, Storm, Psylocke, Angel, Magneto, and then when you see that he eventually, because he likes that mind power, that uh, he finds out that uh, Charles has the power with Cerebro. They go and kidnap him, and and Chuck kind of becomes like oh, the it's, uh, honorary like fifth. But he's like the last member in the boy band. That scene that I found out is in the trailer where he, where Magneto lifts up Xavier's wheelchair. Yeah, it's like the it's horror so scene. horror film status, and it, but it's not. It's great, and that's where the the stories all finally meet, and everything flows great, except for a big giant chunk of trailer for <laughs> for a Wolverine movie, but. <laughs> I don't know if we're there yet. Are we there yet, or do you want to do all the other stuff? Well, we see Quicksilver's scene. Quicksilver gets a big scene, and it's them, it, st- them stealing Charles leads Alex to go crazy, which leads to an explosion, which leads to Quicksilver. The mansion is going to explode. It's already started right. to explode, but because so Quicksilver's so right. fast, he, he has time everybody. to humorously save her. And and this is a scene where this is yeah, it's right. danger, but it's funny, and that's the tone actually does work. It's but, just so well done. But it's right after Apocalypse showing up, like I uh, not in the school grounds, but underneath the school in the in, in the, the metal hallway areas that yeah. the, only the X Men. And really so have. the other side, it's Charles, uh, Beast, Alex, um, and maybe one of the maybe Mystique, and um, and then Apocalypse and the gang show up. Uh, Eric, they're like, what? How do you, you just got in this purple bubble? They steal Xavier. And then, the, yeah, Magneto, like, horrifyingly picks up uh, Charles and pulls him across the hallway. They're just like, all right, peace. Like, I don't know what else is happening here, but we're bouncing. Yeah, I don't know what y'all were up to. And you then Alex, still do it yeah, one. <laughs> Alex rolls up, like, hard, like, ready to go save the professor. And, and instead blasts like, a big, giant excuse for an yeah. explosion. I don't know what they keep But there, it's but... a crazy, it's a crazy, it's very, like, Holy shit, I don't know who these dudes are. That guy looked crazy. They're all wearing matching jumpsuits. That was kind of weird. Who were they? They pulled the professor. I'm going to go save them. There's a big fire explosion. Oh, they took the professor! And then Quicksilver. Cue the music video. Yeah, and now it's like... They, I have uh, expected that I wear my sunglasses yeah. at night. So. And it was just kind of so, like... This okay, is this cool. is the way the movie is to me. is because Quicksilver's scene is a music video for that song Sweet Dreams or whatever. And... 
it's a great song. It's a great scene. It works well together. There's an explosion, and it's happening across the building. So he's saving people closest to the explosion first. And it's still, it's not paused while he's doing it. It's going very slowly, and he takes these people outside to safety in various ways that start to get more humorous as he has more time. Because, of course. because it, And it's funny, but the tone in that scene is very... It's just like a similar scene, but on a smaller scale. Before, in Days of Future Past, now it's a bigger scale. And... Uh, okay, and <laughs> we had to take a smoke break. No, we didn't. I just wanted to say that. So, this time, it, again, is it's bigger stakes, but it's real fun still, even though there's traumatic stuff that could happen, the music's great, everything's fun, but the scene ends, and Scott pulls up, uh, Cyclops pulls up, wondering where Sees his brother's... Sees the explosion. Yeah, the the building is done. Crumbled, the entire yeah. mansion is destroyed. And everyone's like, huh, what happened? And yeah, like, they're all wondering. They're all a little nauseous, too, because yeah. they just moved like... Peter's in. like, huh, cool, man, everyone's alive. And then just whatever. But Scott's like, holy shit, where's my brother? And he's like, I think I got everyone. And, and then uh, Beast tells him, no, no, Alex was closest to the blast. Yeah. Meaning, by the time he got there, even though he... And they, they kind of allude to this in decent writing, that uh, Quicksilver, his power is to be super fast, and he seems to always be late for things. Like, not, not in a humorous way, but in like a, damn, that sucks. He's always a little too bummed. And he says that, too. Like, yeah, he's yeah, having a yeah, real character moment. Like, but he also has moments that directly relate to me, where he's like, well, I'm a piece of shit kind of thing. Like, <laughs> like I suck. But uh, the, the thing is, it's like two minutes of, of Scott mourning for his brother, and the thing that happened before the music video was... Really the brother dying in an explosion, and they kidnapped the professor, who was like the guy. Everyone's gonna be like so sad, and then that's a weird spot to squeeze in a, a humorous music video from the eighties. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like the scene is great. The scenes before and after are fine, but those They're together don't really flow good. at all. In it's fact, jarring. the two on the on the two sandwich, the whatever. Maybe bread. it never starts to flow good because <laughs> goddamn. But with that, if you take out that bit in the middle, or you just have Quicksilver come in. And we yeah. see Quicksilver, and he just is, and he's outside, and everyone's alive. And the explosion happens in real time. They don't ever slow it down. You still have the drama from but then the professor he would have saved and Alex. Alex. Well, no, you don't need to save Alex. He, it's the same thing, but we don't see it. But we see like the professor gets kidnapped. Alex blows up the school. We eventually perceive because B says he was close to the blast that he dies, and then we see Scott mourning all within real time. Uh, I would it would go like wow that was a really intense set right of, oh, oh you're, if you, they took out the music video yeah and gave us a real if, time if we just saw Quicksilver as like anyone a, else would a great blur walk up and everyone's being yeah. thrown out the windows outside but it's it'd be a little funny but they would have to tone it down a little in the humor because it would be weird right but like I said we'd get Charles getting kidnapped them all disappearing Alex sacrificing himself or whatever the case is Quicksilver saving everybody. And then Scott rolling up, seeing the the house crumbling, and he goes, "Where's my brother?" Oh, Alex uh, closer to the blast. Uh, Peter hangs his head in shame because he thought he got everybody, but he didn't. And then it's just kind of quiet for a moment, and they're like, "We don't have the professor. We don't, my brother's this dead. Sucks. The house fell over." And they don't have time to be sad. Who because... the fuck was that that just came in and stole everybody? I think one of them was Eric, and everyone else, I have no idea. That girl was definitely wearing like a one piece bikini. Um, I think she got a samurai sword. <laughs> yeah. So like. But it would still be kind of like, it would be somber, but, and I think that would be a, when you cut from that to Apocalypse and Charles, like, laying down because he, now he's out of his chair or whatever the case is, 
and he's like, I'm not going to help you and whatever. That, like, I think is a very, all that together would be a really crazy good, like, emotional build That would be good in the wide, like, in the, in the context of this movie. But they, I swear, it was all about the scenes were more important than the story and the movie. That's what I think. So this Quicksilver scene is so good. And it, I, I mean, I wouldn't say it's better than his in Days of Future Past because it makes less sense to me. But it's more fun, whatever. More well, that's stuff. the thing. It's like, but it's like they they shove these cool scenes and they right. don't fit. They don't because we're gonna, we haven't even touched on the biggest distractor of movies. <laughs> um, but oh, that's, and then after yeah, after they get that, captured. Right. It's all in the same. Before he's mourning, like oh no, where you know he goes to to the crumbling ash, looking for his brother. as if his brother's dead body is the underground down mansion underneath like some rubble. the crumbled rubble, and then and, we see a and that's uh, when giant Stryker chopper shows up. up, yeah, and they're like oh who the fuck is this? We need the help while we can get. Yeah, who is this? Mystique and, yells out no, and then he says fire, and they all go all yeah. units go down incapacitated. And he picks the ones he, he wants, which is a weird. It's it's only humorous to probably like people who are like not emotional. Yeah. But uh, anyway, all that, and then he takes him, her, him, her, her, him, her, and he takes the four he wants and the stowaways. Yeah. On the it's, back. Coincidentally, it's only the people we've seen him interact with before. Yeah. And and then yeah and but then, that uh, scene and that that's finally the end of it all. Kurt but takes yeah, Jane you take out Scott. the music video. That's a great dramatic thing. You put the music video in. The tone makes no sense. It's great. Everything's great individually, but as a collage of garbage. Right like, now we just got off the laughs of the scene, and then we're being forced to like mourn with Scott, and we're like. Oh yeah, I guess his brother did die, and I didn't know because I was and, dancing yeah. with this music. <laughs> I was just dancing to. And then Striker shows up and and kidnaps everyone, and you're just like, "Fuck!" They did. and you're like, "I didn't even see that coming because I'm still dancing." Like, yeah. it sucks for a sky, but like, then then and you're and it's kind of it's it's just really unfortunate placing, and like, I think they could have used that elsewhere. They could have definitely had a better scene to to throw in Evan Peters. Uh, as Quicksilver or whatever but like I mean it was, like you said it was awesome it was but a at great least we scene, get something everyone wanted in Days of Future Past which we get to see Quicksilver with them now but we talk about this in sequels in our sequel talk from whenever ago but I go like we don't need to do the bigger better everything you don't no, go absolutely not everything man that movie was awesome if we're gonna make a sequel let me list the awesome things about it and we'll then make sure again. we pump those up with steroids as opposed to make sure we make a super good story right and like not that it wasn't a great story there's elements of awesomeness to it but that that forcing of scenes down your throat it it kind of reminds me of the whole um people using the people using to people used to buy albums and now we're like we we focus Just on singles. The singles, and so it's a collection of singles as opposed to like a collective it's like this, piece. This is a mixtape of sweet scenes, right? It's an awesome scene mix, volume one. <laughs> yeah, it's right, uh, James Ken. but yeah, and it, it and feels because they, yeah of, because the next thing that finally happens is the the, the stowaways, which is uh, Gene Scott and, and they Mike have been the helicopter and presumably can't get out, and now they're stuck. They get taken to Alkali Lake, and they're like, what the fuck are we at Well, now? they're trying to go where they're taking them. Right. And, and so Stryker takes them back to his base, which we know as as people who've seen the other movies and in the, you know, Which whatever. is super cool to see that again, because it makes we sense. haven't seen yeah. that yet. We, we know he's had this in base. These new movies. It's cool that we see it again, but way earlier in time. But uh, it's all cool, but then we know what's 
what takes place there has to do with Wolverine, and so they pull it aside. Again, if you're watching this movie without the context of other movies in the, the wider universe, this scene, you go, what the fuck is this about? Of course, everyone on opening night where, where we were was losing their shit, because like, here it comes! I think if, if you've been alive the past 20 years, I think you also... But you don't know that Wolverine was in this, the right. Striker's den. No, yeah, whatever. it's more of the... It's more of the X Men movie means like, Wolverine. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. It's that that aspect as opposed to anything almost comic related or whatever. But because this movie, there's here's the next here's the really cool hit scene. single. Yeah. yeah, here's the hit single called uh, Weapon X. And he jumps out. Whatever happens that leads to it is, and it's amazing. I I loved it. While like, it's happening, I'm like, this is fucking awesome. As soon as the scene ends or, or his part ends. And it's back to our regular main cast. I go like, why the fuck? What? <laughs> like, yeah. oh, let's just have this borderline uh, sci-fi horror movie. We got like, sci- we got and like the a- angles. The director switched to being, oh, I, I direct sci-fi horror movies. We now. see that bottom. Yeah, it was like a guest director came in and did this one scene, and it was great. We and see the we the horror the movie. movie shots of like from the bottom up. We see his feet up. And the claws, he's got his adamantium now. So somewhere in these ten years, he's got adamantium. Yeah, well, we, we he's been been in a prison in a box. Yeah, and he steps out, and he's no, he's not a person. He's yeah, he's Weapon X. At this he's point. he's a feral. He's got the Weapon X like metal shit if you, from the Weapon X comics. Well, one thing we can note is that we've never met this character, and what I mean by that is it, we have the X Men One Two Three Wolverine, and we have the other movies that take place in that timeline. He's only in first class as a cameo, he says, go fuck yourself. That's all he says. He says, go fuck yourself. Forwards. We don't know his personality from that, but it gives us a little bit. We go, oh, that's him. In Days of Future Past, all we know is he fucked some girl and woke up as a different personality version. He wakes up as the, the Wolverine from X-Men 1, 2, 3. Yeah. The end of the movie, that With person goes back to the future. Back. That consciousness... So, he went to sleep with this blonde chick, you know, in a waterbed or wherever, and he wakes up in a fucking box, probably during, I assume during some kind of traumatic surgery. Yeah. And well, yeah, we don't know his personality. The, first pro- the whole the first Days of Future Past personality is, is not him. Is getting, like, rebar pulled out of him. Oh, yeah. Fucking hey. And, uh, yeah, and then more other metal immediately put back into him. <laughs> So, Maybe they just move that metal. I mean, adamantium is like just the thing that holds concrete together. Yeah, I like to think in this like universe that it's it, it's happening faster than it would have because of everything that happened in days. So uh, Stryker didn't have the adamantium, so he just aligns his body with the rebar. <laughs> yeah, and it's, his claws come out. It's just like rusty. And yeah. Like, oh. uh, but goes away. So it's a really it's awesome scene. We get to see Weapon X. In the Weapon X outfit from the comics, where we normally we don't, we always see him come out of the water naked, which is pretty close. But like this time, he's got the weird Darth Vadery sci-fi bullshit on him. But it looks cool. It makes him. It all makes it look more like a madman. He's got the crazy hair. He's, he's wild. He doesn't yeah. say anything. He looks wild. He's definitely feral, and it's awesome. And he's he murders like I don't know twenty people, and 15. it shows the murder finally. It shows blood and it shows. Stabbing. But it always shows it very artsy. It's got like right, but just it's still, the claw cam. It's got like a we see it on monitors. You hear the gunfire, but it's awesome. monitor, and it's great that way. Yeah, it's how those movies are when you don't show the villain all the and time. And then it stops. He he, they kind of go like, hey, wait. 
because the young team, young Gene and, and Scott and, and Kurt, are just kind of following him, following this wake of dead... Well, that's uh, their path to their friends people. who are trapped in this place. And then uh, right before he goes out the door, they kind of call him, and then Gene goes up, and Scott's like ready to blast him. And uh, Gene kind of goes and does they the... They have a moment. The Charles moment where... She unlocks some positive memories. She kind of like goes like... She senses right away that this guy's something's going on and tries to bring up something from him. And then he kind of like essentially comes to... But, but runs out, runs out into the wild. He just naked. doesn't murder them. She pulls That's out. She pulls off his like metal crap, and then he runs off. And then Scott's like, "What happened?" And she says, "Like, oh, I, I just tried to bring out whatever humanity I could find." And there wasn't much, right? And so, like, so we don't know to what degree. So of that whole scene yeah. was amazing. We know that he's a crazy madman. He's obviously tortured, mad, and angry. He kills all his people. He just wants to leave. They kind of bring something up to the front. Like you said, we don't know because How much? We before just know that something. he was just some dude who's working bodyguard for like the mafia or something. And well, this is important because I was. This is a little bit of a side tangent. I'll try to make it short. But like when people were saying Old Man Logan or like now Wolverine Three can be uh, rated R because of Deadpool, I was like, well, you've established this character for fifteen years as a guy who has stabbed a couple people, but it's not. He's like a very good guy. He's even when he's being an antihero. I'm only here for me. He can be a dick because he's stubborn, but he's not a bad person. He doesn't want to kill other people. He doesn't really he want. To, every time he does, he seems upset about his it. His thing is, I don't want to be fucked with. Just let me but be alone. In the wake of this mess of amazing scenes and shit uh, movie, almost it's like this scene does establish. Like it made me go, "Oh yeah, we don't know this this Logan. You know, we don't know this James Howlett or whatever." So like. Yeah, all we've seen of him is feral murder. So now, sure, he can he can do whatever now, and I guess I'll have to accept it. But before, I was like, you can't just make him rated R murder people now. Well, now you can. They did the he runs at a guy, and the camera's following his speed, but passes the guy a little bit to see the wall, and then blood splatters across the wall. Like I love shit like super that. Sick. Dude. That's anytime amazing. where we see <clears throat> the the movie monster running at the you know sad human victim. And it's about to go down, and then it cuts to, like, security camera footage. And not dead-on security, but it's, like, the camera is just kind of laying near it's, some yeah. monitors. And then you see, like, the shit go down, even if it's quick and passing. <laughs> and and they just stop like, shooting. God, and that's yeah. awesome. Like, that, yeah. <clears throat> and then it just shoots up in the sky, yeah. and then that's it. And, like, Oh, awesome. and then we come down from this high back to this movie. We go, yeah. oh, yeah. You know what this is? This movie is, like, a musical. Like, there's a storyline that's happening. The curtains come and then, down, yeah, like, every, a different cast comes out. Every, like, uh, just 10 or 15 minutes, they step into a big, huge song and dance. And, shit. <laughs> they step, and the song and dance is amazing. It's a spectacle. It's it's well done and well choreographed. And then they, uh, seemingly 40 extras who just knew all these moves go pick up their briefcase and go back to work. And, like, yeah. the main characters go, and hey, that's how I feel about that. Like, this movie's like a musical, but with comic book events happening. Yeah. Like, the cane and, and fucking hat go away, and they're just yeah. like, so anyway, that's basically how I feel about the situation. They just kind of <clears throat> call, clear the yeah, throat. Yeah, they always go back to being normal actors. Like, that, this movie's like a You've definitely broken a song just now. I don't know. And all those people got off the bus and did the same dance as you? Yeah. Did you all rehearse? Like... <laughs> so, yeah, it's like, it's, it's too much... It's it's hard to follow the tone. It's hard to feel for this movie or feel with the movie or whatever. Yeah. Because 
I don't know what to feel. It's telling me to feel it has all these ADD. different things. It keeps switching. What's we going see on. apocalypse kill people, and I'm like, oh, that was cool. And then we see the school, and that's really happy. And then we see Magneto scene, and that's really sad. And then we see them kidnapping him, and that's real sad. And then we see Quicksilver, that's really happy. And then we see Striker coming, that's real sad. And we see Wolverine, like that was fucking crazy. That was and an action dramatic. horror. Bloody. And now we're back, in, and it's just like what? It was. Not, I, don't I disagree. It was not dramatic. It was. It was horror bloodshed fun thrashing it was i say fun not like in tone but like fun for like, it was uh, like a heavy metal moment you know yeah. and and then glorifying the violence and not in a dramatic way the stakes were what they one of the bullets hits wolverine in the square in the head and he continues to murder them like there was no levity or whatever which is the word i used on the first attempt at this like 90 times i'm glad we waited a bunch of days <laughs> because i was not ready to continue and just try again but anyway, yeah, so we go back and they meet up with their captured friends. The stowaways meet up with the captured ones. And, and now it's an hour and a half in the movie and, and we finally maybe get Maybe now scene. is when it starts flowing and this is what I kept thinking. <sighs> yeah, they... Uh, <laughs> this is like a movie where there's a cameo and instead of Stan Lee winking at the camera, it's a cameo of a full four minute like scene. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, this... We just flipped through the most dramatic like... Um, cover art or like a, the, the the album came with like a little booklet of things yeah, yeah. and we've just been scraping this thing real fast going like surely I missed a few pages because yeah. this doesn't make sense I don't know. I... and then I put that book down and I just played the album because I don't know what the fuck that was yeah. about and now we're like okay this is this definitely flow I think this is All like right. a we're here now. yeah Pete, I don't we know we know the teams the sides are set fucking jeez so uh, the, the movie I say is better from this point on, and there's still, like, 40 minutes. Yeah. But better not because the scenes are better. I would argue that they are not as good almost. But because, better because this is now a coherent film. Yeah, because there's not that that breakaway of really awesome scenes. They just have to work with what they have now. And because the setup is finally not, all done. Yeah, like, well, what but they have is good, and that we do... Now we can feel things, is what I'm getting at. I think they just blew their load too early on, and then, like... We, I, <laughs> I, I do like all the scenes that they show after that, and there's some amazing moments, but... It, it feels the, less creative. The, the one thing... Me. Okay, I can finally care about what's going on, because it stops cutting away to... Music videos like didn't Beavis and Butthead used to do that? Like, there's a story and then it cuts to a music video. It's not a emo- like it's not like um emotional hopscotch or whatever. Like we're finally right. at like a place. Finally, where... it's going to be a flow. But now the thing that keeps me from feeling real emotion for these characters is that it's bad. The, everything else, the digital effects, while good, are everywhere and almost overwhelming. And obviously that doesn't mean it's going to be a bad movie or something, but it's harder for me to care about the victims when the victims are a CGI landscape of buildings falling down as opposed to showing some people actually trying to escape these situations. Magneto's shaking the earth, buildings are crumbling in different cities, and it doesn't mean much to me. Yeah, so... He's murdering millions. Apocalypse is using Charles' lightning rod to talk to everyone saying like, I'm gonna fuck shit up. He's got Magneto. One thing that literally fucking shit up, and then the other t- the other two horsemen and the uh, X Men are like fighting, and um, and then it eventually goes to Charles. I mean, uh, Apocalypse needing to transfer into Charles, so he gets the power himself instead of using Charles. Yeah, he but wants to transfer into that body. But... In that whole thing, it's just it's kind of just generic fight scene stuff there's some cool things here and there 
Magneto, since he's doing a task, he's not really in the fight for the most part. Which is good because he wrecks a lot of. Right, them. we've we've set up in this movie that he's essentially God mode with his power that we already know he has. So it's like he's kind of doing his thing. Um, taking they gave out him the, a force field. Finally, but a yeah, bit, that was really awesome. Magnetic barrier. Thing. But so, to show us his scope of his power, that would have Magneto's, and maybe this is. The whole, like, where Apocalypse gives him the lightning rod of power, he's now, instead of just, like, moving the buildings in Auschwitz, he's moving buildings over the world, like you said. But this is the part that I kind of, this is the the biggest flaw in this movie that sets out to be so huge. In days, I mean, in uh, First Class, we see humanity reacting to mutants. They're freaked out, they're scared. We see yeah, in the, in the, literally in the third to, act, yeah. especially, but throughout the whole movie, right, first for class. sure. But in the third act, especially, we really f- feel for these characters, yeah. these the armies on each side. They're about to blow each on. other to hell, and then there's and they're news, scared, and we're and now it's bad. like, oh no, I don't know who you are. You're in another country. We're about to blow each other up, but we both don't like them. And they launch, you know, like missiles on the mutants on the beach. That shit's really crazy. We see the humans. We see their faces. We see their fear. Their we, and anger. we feel for them. Right. It's You get that empathy. In the second one, we see Nixon really freak out that he's about to get murdered. And they're, they're, the reason that they're planning on dealing with these uh, mutants is because they're like arguing over if they're a threat or not. And it's very... I'm like, yeah, that would come... If you don't know the concept of X-Men or mutants... That's a fucking threat. You saw how many people that guy could murder? Yeah. And doesn't not do it because he's not he's not a good guy, to Magneto. The, to the point where they make these sentinels thinking like this will be the build all to end all. And then Magneto just goes like nah, Oh, thanks. Yeah, now I've got this army of big robots and they're like, Well fuck, we even tried that and they one up us one more time. And so yeah, you get that whole like as a human thinking like we're fucked. In this movie, Buildings from all major cities are literally crumbling to the ground, and yeah, it doesn't go. Tell, okay. People, hundreds of millions of people would be dying left and right all over these places, and uh, and you go like, oh, all right, might as well have been a Lego set of a cityscape crumbling. Like. <laughs> yeah, it, it was digital effects were they were good, but the whole screen would just be like various little minor explosions and, and implosions rather, and like crumblings. And it's just like, I can't care about any of those yeah. apartments that just fell because you show me one or two. You know what I mean? Or like the like like we said, the when in X3, when Magneto moves the bridge, you see the people in the cars like scream. Their faces go to the window going like, holy shit or whatever. Yeah, whether you love we it or not, we that didn't get that. Great. Yeah, we don't even get that minimal setup. We see setup the cars of, from a distance. Yeah. All right, I'll split it up here and we'll continue the rest on part two of this. I'm drunk.